Hello and welcome back to the Sitting on My Bed podcast. My name is Simple Klein, and this week was the first week of second half of camp, which meant new kids, it meant new counselors, it meant... Uh, I don't really know how to phrase it. Like, it was a semi-transitionary period because there were returning kids, but there were also old kids. There were returning counselors, also old counselors. Like, I had... The group I had for evaluations for the first two days, and then I got my actual league team. Some of whom were on my league team last half, some of whom weren't. Like, in fact, I'm pretty sure only one of them was. But it's a very like, I don't know, one step in, one step out kind of thing. Plus, after this week, there's only three weeks left to camp, and then it's over for another ten months. Like the last couple years, time has been going by much quicker, or not quicker, but just feel like each unit of time feels like less. Like, a month doesn't seem that long. A year doesn't seem that long. So two months of camp, when, you know, it's all consuming for eight weeks, but it's only eight weeks. But then again, the year is only 52 weeks. But also, I'm 21 years old. Like, the fact that this very realistically could be my last year as a counselor isn't lost on me, but it doesn't, like, feel real. Um, I don't know. You know, one of my best friends, the, the one I was working with, he, he didn't come back second half. And he goes, you know, I think I'm done being a counselor. He did it for three years before this. So, you know, I don't, I don't blame him. Like, And he was always, like, the energetic and fun counselor, though not the hardest working or most responsible. Um, but as someone who's not his boss, it's not my problem. Um, I don't really know what he's doing the whole second half. Um, but, like, I'm not his parent, you know, I'm not going to top him, whatever. Um, anyway, so one of the seventh graders from the school in which I work came for a second half. Um, this is the same one who invited me to his bar mitzvah, um, after learning I went to another kid's bar mitzvah this past year. And... He he told me he requested that he really wants me as his counselor. I was like, okay, great. Like, I hope, you know, that works out for you. You know, I don't really have any control over it, especially last year. I mentioned this, I think. They asked me to help with the league teams. They did not ask me to help this year. So this year, I really had no control over it. I didn't even ask, like, my friend who's the head staff member, like, what he could tell me. Because I didn't even want to know. I was like, you know what? If it's bad, like, let me have however long I have until it's bad. And if it's good, then you know, let me be pleasantly surprised. Um, so I didn't even ask for like, any information. Um, but I was like, yeah, I hope you get it. Like, you know, he, he goes, yeah, I spoke to the head staff. Can you please request me with the head staff? I was like, you know what, fine. So the staff was like, officially, he asked me to ask for him. So I am letting you know that. But I'm asking for him by letting you know that, by way of letting you know that. So that way I can say that I asked for him. Like, is he a great kid? A hundred percent. Like, would I love to have him? Yeah. Am I dying on the hill for it? Not necessarily. In fact, there weren't any kids I was specifically dying for. Um, one of the fifth graders really wanted me. He was a kid I worked with during the school year and he was here first half and apparently his counselor's like, yeah, all first half. He's saying how he doesn't like me and really wanted to be with you. I was like, well, that's unfortunate, but you know, whatever. And then my best, my most athletically gifted kid from the first half, I wanted him again. I'm like, there's absolutely 0% chance that I get all three of them because my team would be absolutely busted like that. Especially because the fifth grader who wanted me, he... And another fifth grader requested each other to be in the same bunk. So with him, with one comes the other. And both of them are really athletically gifted. My team would 
be absolutely monstrous. Like, there's no way that's happening. Um, so I, I mentioned something to my head staff friend. I was like, look, would I love to have all three? Yes. Do I know that there's not a chance that's happening? Of course I do. But there's two that they requ- that requested me, and, you know, it would be nice to have that other kid again. But, you know, whatever happens, happens. What ended up happening was the seventh grader who requested me and the kid who I had last half were both on my team again this half, which was great. You know, I, they're both great kids. The problem is they are the only athletically gifted kids on my team, really. Um, which so far has been working. You know, out of five games, we've only lost one. But it's kind of like I don't want to rely too heavily on them because I don't want to feed their egos too much and I don't want the other kids to be neglected. But at the same time, I want to win and I want the kids to win. So it's like, do we lose if it means everyone plays or do we win if it means they kind of hog? Additionally, the kid who was the best on my team last half is not the best on my team this half because the seventh grader requested me is much better than he is. I don't know if he's better in general or only because he has two years on him, but, like, he's not the best. So I'm really trying to, out of all the kids, I think, like, the kids who are not athletically gifted, they were never athletically gifted. It's not the biggest shock. Obviously, I want to make sure that everyone gets playtime and whatever. The kid who was the best last half and isn't this half, that could be a much bigger shock to his system. So I'm really trying to look out for his ego. Like, we played basketball, and the kid who, the seventh grader, let's call him, I don't know, Doug. I gave them, I gave Doug and the fifth grader, let's call him Rob. I gave Doug and Rob even playing time, right? They were both in for two shifts at a time, and so it would be Doug was in by himself, then Doug and Robin together, then Robin by himself, then Doug came back. Like, neither of them were ever in for more than two shifts at a time, and I always had at least one of them in. Um, the problem is, Doug, right, the seventh grader, hogged a lot, because he's more gifted, and he was racking up points. At some point, he goes, I want to see how I can go. You know, I want to get over 60 points in the game. And I'm like, okay, fine. Rob, who was getting easily 30, 40 last half, got a total of six. Doug got 61. So Rob feels useless. Like, he knows he can't really compete with that. And, you know, I think... Uh, so I mentioned something to Rob. I was like, I mentioned something to Doug afterwards. Like, Rob's like, I want to switch. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not the best anymore. Like, he said I have jokingly, but, like, there's truth in jest. And I was like, look, let's just see how it goes, you know? And so I mentioned, I was like, look, first half, you were in a sports sleepaway camp where you were with kids who are on more even footing with you. These kids are not on your level. And a lot of them were a little bit unhappy that you were hogging so much. And he goes, okay, I get it. Like, I'll try to tone it down, which is fair. And then Friday when we played football, I asked Rob if he wanted to be the quarterback. And he said, yeah. And the game just did not go well. We were playing against a much taller team. My team is not particularly tall across the board. And I was like, like it was just rough. Um, but I'm hoping, like, Monday, we'll get back into the swing of things, boost team morale. I'm not looking to win every game. Obviously, there are going to be games we lose. Like, right now, we're 3-1-1. One, and one, So, three wins, one loss, one tie. And I just want to get into a place where everyone's satisfied. Where Doug doesn't feel like he's being stifled. Rob doesn't feel like he's being cheated or benched or 
corn or like outshone, outshined, outshone. And the rest of the team doesn't feel like they're just bystanders to the Doug and Rob show, you know? Um, it happens to be. Doug is someone who I've seen grow up. I've known him since he was in first grade. And he has come so far in his development. Um, he's always struggled with, you know, his anger issues. And unfortunately, the leading to physicality. Um, but he's grown up a lot. Um on the first day of camp, he went to the head counselor, and he says, you know, when it comes to leagues, I tend to get very into it, and sometimes my anger gets out of control. Can you please put me on Simcha's team, because he's the one, he's the only one who knows how to calm me down. And when the head counselor told me that he said that, I, I, I got pretty close to tearing up, not only because I'm so proud of how far he's come, because, but, like, it takes so much to not only admit that there's a problem, and admit that you need help, but to know how to get that help. Like, I'm happy to be the one to provide it for him, but, like, he was advocating for himself to be able to be in a healthy mindset, or at least have the resources needed to maintain a healthy mindset. And to ask for it is so huge. And it happens to be the head counselor. It's like a school counselor during the school year, so, of course, he ate it up. And that's why he ended up, that's part of the, that's a big reason why he ended up on my team. But I'm so proud of him. And like, we had a late night at one point, which I'm going to talk about after the, the ad break. Um, and like, or like we were playing baseball and he goes, and one kid, and you know, one of the people on the team aired and another kid's like, come on, you should have gotten that. Like, what, what's the matter with you? And Doug is like, can you just like talk nicely? Like, he didn't yell at the other kid, you know, why are you being so mean? He just said it so matter-of-factly. Like, can you just talk nicely? And Doug is someone who's talked ni- not nicely before. But now it's just like, it's just a, it's so matter-of-fact that it's just like, just talk nicely. Like, why can't you just talk like a human being? And on the, and during the late night when we had dinner and kids like, simply give me more chicken nuggets or give me more french fries. And Doug was like, can you say please? Like, again, just so like, that's just the standard. Like, where are the manners? Like, actual befuddlement. And he's just come so far and so progressed as a person. He's still the same kid, just like a more humane version. I'm so proud of the advancement and and, and the accomplishment and, and, like, just how far he's come, the progress he's made. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that late night. Before we um, get to the late night, um, as I make these episodes, um, there's an option as to where to put the ad, either in the middle or the beginning. I can't really put it at the end. Um, and I always put it in the middle because I feel like it breaks up more. I'm not talking for you know 20 minutes straight. Um, but if you guys would rather it be in the beginning, you know, let me know. Do my Twitter or my Instagram. Um, and I'll move it. It doesn't make a difference to me. Um, furthermore, uh, I'm taking the GRE at some point within the next year. Um, like, I feel ready, but I also haven't taken a standardized test since I took the SAT four and a half years ago. Yeah? No, I, was, I took it in 2018. Uh, I took it twice, once in March, once in May. Um, it's not four and a half yet, but, you know, over four years ago. 
Um, like that was the last like standardized test. I took. Well, it's not too bad. They were like a region or AP in 12th grade, but like that kind of test. And I'm like, do I even have those test taking skills anymore? Um, but you know, I took a practice test and it turned out pretty well. I'm just not sure times you when to take it. I'm going to talk to an advisor throughout the school year. Anyway, this late night that I've been having up. Basically, um, it was an in-camp late night. Um, one in which we, um, just had like extra sport activities that we called Olympics, right? So they were like wacky stuff, you know, like a javelin throw that we did with a metal base bat, baseball bat. That was an awful idea. Um, a hammer throw we did with a basketball where they did like spin three times and chuck the basketball. Uh, we did relay races and triathlon, which was running, crawling and backwards running, uh, a hurdle jump where the counselors were the hurdles. Um, you know, just like fun stuff. And the way they split them up, they didn't do it by league team. They did it by buses, right? The, their morning and afternoon buses. Um, and I happened to get the bus with the fifth grader who um, was requesting me. So, like, when he found out, he, like, ran and jumped into my arms. Like, he's just, he's just a great kid to, like, have around. Like, you kind of want to, like, wear him on your hip. Like, when we, we went to a trampoline place um, the third or fourth day of camp, I think. No, the second day of camp. And, like, he's running around being whack. He's the kind of kid, like, you can be a little bit more rough with him. Because either he's not going to get hurt, or if he does, like, he knows it's part of the game. Like, he's not going to get seriously hurt. Um, whereas some of the other kids are a little bit more fragile. Um, like, at one point, he, I was sitting on something, and he walked up behind me and, like, sat on my shoulders. Like, put his legs around my neck, to, like, for a shoulder ride. I was, okay, let's go jump. I was, like totally cool with giving you a shoulder ride, but we cannot jump with you on my shoulders. He goes, okay, fine, whatever. And he, like, hops off, like, out of nowhere. But, like, another counselor and I were, like, chucking him into the foam pit or, like, lightly shoving him on the trampoline. Like, not to hurt him, but just, like, fool around with him, you know? Um, And anyway, so, you know, it was nice to have this kid in my group, you know, despite the fact he's not on my league team. He's just a really good kid. His older brother also is a good head on his shoulders. Like, just very solidly raised. Like, they're respectful enough and intelligent enough and just fun. They're just fun kids. Anyway, so after all that Olympic fun, um, we had dinner. And I see Doug talking to the head counselor. And he mentioned something about, we were getting like chicken nuggets and french fries from a nearby restaurant. And he mentioned something about the oil. And I was like, hey, what's going on? And he goes, I don't know if I can eat the dinner. I'm like, why not? And he goes, because I can't eat the chicken nuggets because they have breading on them. Doug happens to have celiac disease, so he cannot eat gluten. Um, the breading from the chicken nuggets is has gluten in it. And the french fries are made in the same oil as the chicken nuggets. So I don't think I can eat those either, so I don't have dinner. I'm like what do you like you didn't bring dinner and he goes no like i wasn't even sure i was going to stay for late night because my older brother was having a barbecue at our house for his birthday i was like okay so there'll be food at home you know let's see if we can try to contact your parents so i i'm with the head i talked to like i was like go inside like we'll try to figure it out so i talked to the staff member the head counselor and i say like is there something we can do like there officially there's someone called the campus director which really just means he's the secretary i was like can we send him to like a nearby convenience store to pick up food like can we add something on to the order like he says you can eat the pulled beef because that's not made in the glutinous oil like whatever you know i'll try to figure it out like see what we can do i'll call the restaurant you know i'll try calling his father meanwhile i'm like 
why wasn't this taken care of before tonight? Like, we knew about this late night. Let's We knew the late night was happening all summer. Let's say we didn't know this kid specifically was coming, which we did. But, like, let's say we didn't know this kid was had celiacs, which we did, because it's not his first summer in camp. Let's even say this is the first kid with celiac we've ever had in camp, which it's not. Today's Wednesday. We couldn't think to call the parents on Sunday? And, like, I'm explaining it much more calmly right now than I was acting at the time. And I was like, like, like we tried calling his father, but he's not picking up. And the kid's like, yeah, right now my father's teaching a lesson to someone. Like, he doesn't answer his phone during lessons. Like, they couldn't get a hold of the mother. They, they tried sending, like, an email. I'm like, phone call? Like, hello? Anyway, nothing was happening. I was like, at some point, I told the kid, I was like, hey, call your parents. Ask them if it's okay if I drive you home, and we'll get some food on the way home. And he goes, oh, like, who's going to pay for it? I was like, the camp's going to pay for it. Don't worry. Of course, I was going to pay for it. But if I had told him that, he wouldn't have accepted it. He goes, okay, like, my parents said, it's okay with them. I was like, okay, great. So we stopped by the convenience store, and he got, like, three rolls of sushi. Like, all in all, it was, like, 25 bucks. Like, I don't care. Um, like, I've become very loose with my spending. And I think it's because, like, I spent a long part of my life not really having a lot of money. And now that I'm in a, I'm not rich by any standards, but, you know, I have, I'm comfortable. So, like, if I can spend it on my friends and my loved ones and people I care about, why wouldn't I, you know? Um... Anyway, so I got in the sushi. I, you know, I dropped him off at home, and I it was like not even ten minutes for me. And I got home, and I'm like still pretty boiling about it. I was like, this was such a simple thing to take care of. Like, why didn't no one take care of it? Like, why was there kids sitting in camp at a camp function where there was supposed to be dinner served, and he didn't have dinner? And so I sent an almost ten minute voice note to my head staff friend. And it definitely came across like I was yelling at the head staff in general, like in total, um, or maybe even calling one of them out, the head counselor, which was the person I spoke to, which wasn't fair. Like, I wasn't trying to call him out specifically, but because I mentioned him by name, because my head staff friend knew that the situation was going on and who I was talking to, um, like it definitely seemed like I was blaming him. Um, and a couple hours later, my friend's like, you know, I respect and appreciate the way you fight for your campers. But like, we're not a gluten-free camp. I'm like, I understand. But this is not the first we've had this kid. This is not the first gluten-free camp we've had. And it's not like this oh, late night came out of nowhere. How did no one catch this? Why are we only saying that we're doing, we did what needed to be done? Like, we did what we're responsible for. Why not go beyond what you're responsible for? Like, why do you stop wanting to help? And... Maybe I was being a little bit unfair because I'm not a head staff member. Like, I don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes. But this seemed like such an easy fix. That it was something anyone could have done, and nobody did. Um, like, yes, were the parents culpable because they didn't send their kid away food or didn't contact the camp? Probably. Yes, definitely. No. Yes, they were. They were complicit. Was the camp responsible? Like, not responsible, like, they're at fault, but responsible. Like, they did the right thing by attaching it to an email that it, that this is what we're having for dinner. Yeah, they did. But, like, maybe follow up? Or maybe, like, at, like after our whole back and forth, my head counselor, my head staff friend and I, let's call him, I don't know, Billy. Billy and I, we, we came to a consensus that, like, 
there could have been like a Word document or Excel sheet with any kid with dietary restrictions, allergies, celiacs, whatever. And like those kids should be specified for any dinner in camp, right? Like on the overnights, we know which kids need EpiPens because they're the ones who get their EpiPens. We know which kids have certain medications because they're the ones who get certain medications. Granted, they bring their medications to camp. It's not like the camp's providing that medication, but the camp still knows about it, and they know this kid is celiac because that is on the camper application sheet, and because this kid's been in camp before. He's been in camp every year for at least seven years. It's not new information. He's also had an older brother come through the camp. He has an older brother who's working in the camp. His father is the head lifeguard in the camp. This is not new information. So it was very, just a little bit aggravating and frustrating. But, you know, I think I definitely took my anger at the, at the situation out. Not on my friend, my head staff friend, but like in his direction. Because he's someone who may potentially have an answer and also is like, I can talk to him. Like, I can't really talk to the other head staff like that, especially not the director. But, like, there was something. Like, the head counselor, the one who was the one I was immediately talking to about the situation, he says, he goes, I'm sorry you got angry. I'm like, that's not an apology. You're sorry I got angry? How about you're sorry for what you did or didn't do? Not that you're sorry I got angry. First off, my emotions are not your, your fault. Secondly, what about your action or inaction? That's what you should be apologizing for. That's like insulting someone saying, I'm sorry you got insulted. Not, I'm sorry I said it. I'm sorry you got insulted. Like, bitch, no. But, like, that was not a conversation I felt like having, so I just, like, thought, I was like, okay. Like, I repeat, he goes, I'm sorry you got angry last night. I'm like, you're sorry I got angry? He goes, yeah, you know, I'm sorry you got angry at the situation. I'm like, okay. Like, I was not interested in continuing that conversation. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to let it go. Like, whatever. Um, But you bet your ass. We have two late nights coming up this weekend. You bet your ass. I'm going to be making sure that if there's dinner, any and every camper who cannot eat that food will be eating that food. And I'm, I'm pretty sure my camper is only one. So like, maybe it comes across that I'm fighting for my camper. But this should be for any camper. Not just because they're in my bunk. It's complete crap that that, that situation happened. We've had gluten-free cereals before for breakfast. When we have gotten pizza before, we've had gluten-free pizza. There's no reason why there should be a an added-on camp event with food that does not feed every camper. It's ridiculous. Anyway, that'll be it for this week. Um, I'm actually going to my sister tomorrow to help her move. Um, you follow my Instagram at simcha underscore client. Uh, Twitter at Samantha underscore K. Simcha underscore client is S-I-M-C-H-A underscore K-L-E-I-N. Twitter is at Samantha underscore K-S-A-M-M-A-N-D-E-R underscore K. And you'll hear from me next week.